Today's uh, scripture reading comes from Psalm 138. It's on uh, page 6 of your bulletin if you want to follow along. Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. The strength of, of soul you incre- my strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly, but the haughty He knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, You preserve my life. You stretch out Your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and Your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, it endures forever. Do not forsake the work of Your hands. Thank you, Steve. You're an impromptu man today, uh, filling in gas. Appreciate it. All right, let me say a word of prayer, and then we will look at God's Word together. Thank you, Father, for being here. Man, we, we don't take that for granted, that you are here. And if you're here in this time as we look at what you have to say to us, then that means that our time is not spent in vain, that we're not wasting our time. In fact, our lives just might change in the next few minutes because God is here and because your voice can be heard if you would just open our hearts and help us to hear you and open the eyes of our faith that we would see you. But we're going to need your help. And we are so glad because you're eager to help and eager to show yourself, your glory, your gospel. So please do that. Please do that. In Christ's name, amen. All right. It's almost Thanksgiving this week. And for some of you, maybe it's a newer thing, celebration, a newer American tradition, Uh, I know not all of you grew up celebrating Thanksgiving, which is why we're eager to celebrate this fine tradition together with you if you are in town and looking for a place to have some good turkey on Thursday. Uh, Personally, it's one of my favorite holidays. I have a lot of fond Thanksgiving memories. Uh, Waking up early in the morning to find my mom already hard at work, uh, working on the different side dishes, the turkey, uh, usually defrosting in the sink. Uh, one of my favorite things, running after, well, not running after the turkey, he ain't going nowhere, uh, but running to the turkey, reaching inside to the body cavity and finding that bag of giblets, you know, that weird bag of all the, the extra parts, and as a weird, curious kid, tearing it open and playing with the heart and playing with the liver and doing a little bit of a biology class. Um, well, what did you do for Thanksgiving, huh? <laughs> uh, this is me, man. Going to college, turkey bowl, good football games with friends, sometimes in the snow. 
Lots of fun. Bonding time until that one Thanksgiving, I remember, when it didn't snow, which meant we were all moving at full speed and this guy busting his ankle, this other guy, we dislocated his shoulder, a couple guys in the hospital. Uh, it started off fun, didn't end well, but that's a memory. And then, of course, Thanksgiving being, uh, I remember the time when I realized that I was forever an East Coast convert. Because I had gone home to California for Thanksgiving dinner with my family and was mortified that it was 85 degrees outside while we were eating turkey. And I just said to myself, that ain't right. That's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a little chilly. Supposed to be a little cold, turkey's supposed to be steaming, and I said, that's right, I am converted. I'm an East Coaster now. It's a season for giving thanks, isn't it? But if we're honest with ourselves, or at least I am with myself, I'm not very good at Thanksgiving. I'm not talking about eating turkey. I'm talking about giving thanks. Not very good at it. Gratitude isn't natural for me. When I read things in the Bible, like in Colossians, this encouragement to be overflowing with thankfulness, or this command in 1 Thessalonians to give thanks in all circumstances, and I just kind of scratch my head or just turn the page because sometimes it just feels Hard, And the Bible actually tells us that gratitude isn't natural for any of us. In fact, in the book of Romans, when it talks about what's really wrong with the human race in diagnosing our broken relationship with God, the way that Paul's letter to the Romans describes our deep, deep problem as a human race is in terms of ingratitude. God has done so much for us, has been so much for us, and we don't know how to say thank you. Don't know. Worse than that, we refuse to say thank you. We neither glorify God nor give thanks to Him. Thanksgiving is tough. And so over the next two weeks, what I'd like to do is focus on the spiritual practice of thanksgiving. How to say thank you to God. And we're looking at just one psalm, one poem, one song from the Old Testament of the Bible, Psalm 138. It's written by David, the great king of Israel. Written probably after a time of difficulty. And just drawing some lessons from the way that he offers thanks to God to teach us how to do the same. And not only for this week, but for all of life. Next week, we're going to focus on what exactly we should give God thanks for. Things like God's character, his love, the way he keeps his promises the way He protects us, the way He rescues us, the way He answers our prayers, the way He hears our cries. We're going to look at the majority of this psalm next week. But what I want to start off with this week, today, in the next few minutes, is just looking at three marks or characteristics that we can get from this passage. Three marks or characteristics of genuine, authentic gratitude to God. What's it like? 
First of all, true thanksgiving to God, true thanksgiving is personal. It's personal. Notice in verse 1, I give you thanks, O Lord. And in verse 2, give thanks to your name. And all throughout the passage, if you scan it quickly, you find the language of you and me and your and my again and again and again. True gratitude is a personal exchange and gift between me and God. Maybe that sounds obvious to you, but it is true, isn't it? So often we hear from ourselves or from other people expressions like, I am so blessed or I'm thankful without actually identifying who did the blessing or whom you're thanking. We're just so used to expressing gratitude in such passive or such indirect or such vague ways. See, David here is teaching us that gratitude is personal because the gifts you are receiving are personal gifts. A gift called forgiveness, for example. That when you look at the wrapping paper, you might notice a tag that says, To Duke, from God. Because I know you needed it. Or a gift called a patient wife. To Duke, love God. Because I know you need it. Need her. A gift called community. If you look at the tag real closely, it says to whoever, no. To Lindsay. To Kang. To Elizabeth. To Susie. To Ben. To James. Love God. From me to you. And this, in fact, is what makes Thanksgiving so powerful. When you take it as a personal thing between me and God, powerful in our hearts and power to the praise and glory of God. Because now I'm laboring in love to give credit to the one who has loved me so well. And so just a quick application here, friends, this Thanksgiving, be intentional in directing your Thanksgiving and your gratitude towards someone, towards God, your creator, your redeemer. And if you're someone who, because you're just starting to explore this faith thing, you don't know who to thank, maybe that's why you're here Well, this is part of that process for you of asking yourself, who might you thank as the source of the blessings that you have in your life? Maybe tracing that thought might just lead you to God. True thanksgiving is personal. Secondly, true thanksgiving is wholehearted. Look at verse 1. I give you thanks, O Lord, with what? With my whole heart. Some of you are saying, we're not getting anywhere real quick, are we? Still stuck on verse 1. 
Second point, second half of the first verse. Give you thanks with my whole heart. Wholehearted thanksgiving. What does that mean? It means that our thanksgiving should be, first of all, full of emotion. We see in the next verse, I I sing your praise. I sing your praise. I celebrate you, God. Literally, that verb there in the original language means to make music, to play an instrument, to grab something and sing a tune to God for who he is and what he has done for you. It is very easy to go through the routines of gratitude and not actually let it penetrate your hearts, isn't it, friends? But it means more than just doing so with emotion. Wholehearted thanksgiving means putting your whole self behind it. All of me comes to the table to offer to you, God, my gratitude. Because you know, after all, there are lots of ways to give God, and to give other people for that matter, half-hearted thanks, isn't there? Lip service, kind of not fully being present as you're just going through the routine of saying thanks. Or maybe even because there are many things that block our gratitude and make our thanks, you might say, divided in our hearts or half-hearted. For example, pain that we experience. We live in a broken world. There's so much evil and suffering and injustice and personal frustration and disappointment. Life really hurts. And sometimes just the farthest thing from your mind is the thought to actually give thanks to God in those circumstances. Maybe it even feels dishonest to you. We're going to talk about this a little bit more next week. Pain can block our thanksgiving. Cynicism can make our gratitude half-hearted as well. You know where you're sort of seeing something good happening in your life and you're just waiting for it to go bad? So you just hold back your thanks because you know you might change your mind in a few seconds, (laughs) minutes maybe. Cynical about whether you're actually receiving a true blessing or not. I think it's actually a a form of fear, right? Because wholehearted thanksgiving lets yourself just dive in there and say thank you in a way that leaves you vulnerable, yes, even to disappointment. I'm going to say thank you anyway, and I'm going to do it with all my heart, even though I know the next moment might bring another curveball of pain or sorrow in my life. But I will thank you, God, anyway. Not letting cynicism block our gratitude. Or criticism. A critical heart, a huge barrier to our gratitude. Critical people don't say thanks. Because you only see what's wrong in a situation or in a person. Or even the way that that can be embedded deep down inside of our hearts. Where even when you say thanks, it's half-hearted or it's double-minded because what you offer up is maybe a, uh, you can call it a grateful gripe. Right? Where you're kind of saying thanks, but it's actually kind of a complaint at the same time. We talked several months ago about the humble brag, right? This is the grateful gripe, right? 
So where you kind of say, well, I'm really glad someone talked to me at church today. Mm, right? Sort of grateful, sort of a little peeved. Right? Well, I'm really glad nothing bad happened today. Really glad the metro was on time. Right? Really thankful, no hurricanes this weekend. Right? Just ways in which our hearts are so filled with complaints, friends. Complaining people never say thank you. Is that the story of your heart? God invites us to wholehearted gratitude that comes alive when you start to encounter a wholehearted God. One who has not held back anything from you. You hear here the language of the love of God enduring forever. The last verse of today's passage. The language of celebrating God's steadfast love and His faithfulness. His character, His mighty deeds. When you start to see a God who hasn't held back to you or from you that you can actually offer thanksgiving that's wholehearted in return. And one practical thing that helps me in this, again, because I struggle with this, sort of how, how, do, I, how do I take steps to get all of me behind my gratitude, not in a divided or half-hearted sort of way, but giving my whole self to the task of thanking God? Well, I, I personally need to slow down. And what I've found is helpful is sitting down, writing out the things that I thank God for. Line by line. Not with a computer, because that's too easy. I need to labor at it. I need to be slow with it. I need my heart to marinate in it. I need time for my heart to process and to bring it to God. And this is what I've been doing all week. I would encourage you to do it as well. Maybe take a journal or take a page. Try to fill it up. One page every day. 25 things that you thank God for every single day. It'll change your life. I don't mean that as hyperbole or drama. It really will. It changes the way we look at the world. You notice things you never noticed before. Things you took for granted. People's lives who are being transformed before your very eyes. People that you're kind of irritated with and now you realize how much you deeply do love them. Because you see God's work in their lives. Going down that list daily, weekly. Oh, that it would become not a seasonal thing, but a lifetime thing. Wholehearted gratitude. And thirdly, and lastly, true thanksgiving is humbling. True thanksgiving humbles us. We see this in the language of bowing down. You see that in verse 2. I bow down towards your holy temple. The temple being the personal presence of God in the midst of his people. I bow down, David says. Thanksgiving creates humility. Why? Because when you're committed to thanking others, especially God... You're committed to putting the spotlight on someone else besides yourself, right? Thanksgiving says, if you really want to know who deserves credit here, it ain't me. 
Thanksgiving cultivates humility. It's a joyful expression of personal helplessness, unworthiness, dependence upon God. Or to put it another way, one of the reasons why we are not more grateful is because of our pride. One of the reasons why we don't show gratitude or feel it more truly and powerfully in our lives is because we do have far too high an opinion of ourselves, don't we? Because I think that I am the reason why my life is working. And I feel like I got myself that job and I feel like I'm the author of my personality and talents that have advanced me thus far in life. And I think I made these friends and I made these right choices. We have a very high opinion of ourselves. And as long as that's the case, we are only stuck thanking ourselves. You may not put it that way, but isn't this what it is? And there's no room left for saying thanks to God. And not only do you got no one to thank but yourself, but truth be told, we can have such a high opinion of ourselves that we become filled with self-pity and misery because you always feel like you deserve more than what you've gotten. I really deserve more. Harry, uh, Henry, I don't know him that well. Henry uh, Ward Beecher, uh, 19th century pastor, uh, social reformer, um, abolitionist. Uh, so helpful when he wrote these words. Pride slays thanksgiving. But a humble mind is the soil out of which thanks naturally grows. A proud man is seldom a grateful man, for he never thinks he gets as much as he deserves. You see that in your life. I see it in mine. I see it in mine. Proud people don't say thank you. For humble people, people that are in touch with the grace of God, People that know their proper posture in relationship with God know that thank you is the song of their hearts. The song of their hearts. Thanksgiving helps us to see our true helplessness, our true dependency upon God, especially when we see it in light of what David calls God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. And isn't this the story of Jesus? This great gift in the form of a person, God giving himself to us, not because we deserved it, not because we earned it, not because we demanded it. In fact, we were running the other way in our ungrateful self-centeredness, saying, no, thank you, God, I've got it from here. God, knowing better and loving better, chasing after you and me because of steadfast love. Love that cannot change, love that can't be broken, cannot be turned away. God, giving himself in his son, dying for us, rising again for us, faithful to his promises, 
pouring out his kindness into your life, forgiving your sins, giving you restored dignity and glory. This is the good news of the gospel which God invites you simply to say thank you with open arms. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, friends, Christians, people that are being changed by the grace of God, people that know they've been saved as we sung by grace in their place of helplessness, who've been loved, who've been shown mercy, such people should be the most grateful, the most thanksgiving-filled people in the world. Which by definition, as we put it, means also the most humble. Oh, but goodness, isn't it the other way around all too often? God, have mercy on the church. Too often cranky and critical and high on ourselves. Do we understand, friends, that one of the greatest forms of maturity... Spiritual maturity is not how often you go to church, though that is important, or how much of the Bible you've memorized, though please do that. But rather that one of the most greatest, fullest, truest forms of maturity is a life that's marked by gratitude. As a person who give thanks, gives thanks in all circumstances, one who's overflowing with thanksgiving because they know that the grace of God overflows to them. I'm learning with you, with my journal in hand. Will you learn with me? Let's give thanks. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can thank you. Because we know even in doing this, you fill our hearts with joy. And it's our love and desire to give you glory and praise and credit because you have been so good to us. Teach us how to do this by the power of your spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and let's sing it. Let's sing thank you.